the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. I mean, if it gives me heartache to say that the FBI has become politicized and corrupt, I can't imagine what it's like for you having served for that agency for so long. Well, it actually is heartbreaking uh, for myself and for many others like me. Uh, But beyond our own personal heartbreaks, there's a great concern for our country and uh, for the Bill of Rights. That's what has to be addressed. That's what we have to get back to. You know, there would be some cynics that said the FBI was always like this. Under J. Edgar Hoover, it was highly politicized. Uh, The difference is he used it as a political weapon against both sides of the political equation. Now it just seems to be a cudgel for one side. Well, J. Edgar Hoover is a long time in the past, uh, to be quite frank about that. But uh, he set certain standards, and following on him, others set standards. William Webster, Louis Free. And agents were always trained with, about the primacy of the Constitution. I'm afraid with the new, um, quote-unquote, intelligence-driven paradigm that was started under Bob Mueller, that's Bob Mueller of special counsel fame, and then exacerbated by the poor leadership of James Comey, uh, we've gotten away from this traditional, this mindset of a law enforcement agency and wandered into the dangerous, uncharted waters of domestic intelligence. Yeah, let's peel this back a little bit here, because most people, when you think of the FBI, you just think, well, these are federal cops. They're investigators. They work for the Justice Department. And like a local police department or sheriff's office in your local county or state uh, where they would investigate violations of state law, the FBI is just there to be a cop for violations of federal law. So what is this whole intelligence aspect? Why are they acting like spies all of a sudden? Well, it's, it's, uh, I think it, it began under, under Mueller. Uh, Bob Mueller was the director of the FBI for only two or three days before the September 11th attacks happened. And they happened on a Tuesday. The following Saturday, September 15th, he was summoned to the presidential retreat in Camp David in the mountains in Maryland to give a report. He thought to give a report of the FBI's investigation. And, and in those just three and a half days that elapsed between the attacks on Tuesday and that Saturday morning, the FBI had done what it does best, investigate. And they had identified all 19 hijackers. They had found out their financings, their associates, their past travel patterns, their connections going back to Al-Qaeda. And when he was done expecting praise and thanks, George W. Bush simply turned to him and said, I don't care about that. I just want to know how you're going to prevent the next one. Mueller left that meeting bound and determined to change the culture of the FBI. And that's the word he used away from law enforcement and towards intelligence. That had some bad consequences, some very yeah. dangerous consequences for all of us. 
That's fascinating insight. So in other words, you know, cops aren't necessarily there to prevent a crime from happening. I mean, we'd love for them to do so, and we'd love for them to get the bad guy before they commit a crime. But usually cops are there to sort of gather evidence after the crime and then catch the bad guy, hopefully before he can commit the next crime. What you're telling me is under President Bush and the, the determination that we had not to get attacked again by our enemies, foreign and domestic, that the FBI was basically charged with with preventing those horrible things, not just cleaning up the mess afterwards, not just finding the bad guys, but actually getting in front of the next attack. Yes. And to do that, and it's some a lot of it's understandable, but to do it, Mueller set about uh, in the face of a lot of opposition within the organization to have it run like an intelligence agency and that intelligence would become the new the new driving force, the new paradigm. And let me just mention this for you and your viewers. There's a very significant difference between the culture, the mindset in law enforcement and intelligence. In a law enforcement agency, every day you live for the day when you're going to have to stand up in court and raise your right hand and swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth to a set of facts before a judge or a jury. That's quite different than an intelligence agency who deal in and work towards, they deal in deceit and deception, first of all, and they work towards an estimate, a best guess. Guesses aren't allowed in the courtroom. Well, they also, if I may, work within the confines of the Constitution, unlike law enforcement that says these are the walls, this is what we're allowed to do. In, in intelligence work, oftentimes you see what those walls are and you say, OK, how can we work around them and still achieve our goal? Well, in fact, uh, the intelligence agencies, our intelligence agencies, which operate abroad, uh, don't work in the bound lines of the Constitution. Uh, the federal agencies here, law enforcement agencies, principally the FBI, there are others, they, they are supposed to work within the bound line, the guidelines of the Constitution. But you see this intelligence mindset of just going out um, yeah. in, 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 in numerous instances of recent problems. You see it with the, through the Twitter files, the suppression of free speech, First Amendment yeah. free speech, and the Twitter files, well-documented, you see it again in this proposal uh, to monitor, to surveil Catholics who prefer uh, right. uh, a tendency to and worship Mr. using Latin. That's and Mr. Baker, it's, it's highly politicized and it seems all in one direction. You know what? Hold that thought. I want to continue with this. It's too important. And uh, Mr. Baker, you were just sort of fleshing out a point there with regard to the FBI. Now, so much of its operations post 9-11 oriented toward intelligence gathering versus law enforcement and, and investigating crimes. And we were talking about the distinction there between how an intelligence agency works or sometimes doesn't work within the confines of the Constitution. Do you think that this is sort of part of the problem with the culture at the FBI now that has gone well beyond just the counterintelligence part, the, the spying part of the FBI, but it's sort of permeated into the, the regular gumshoe cop and detective part of FBI? That's it, exactly. They have changed the culture, began under Mueller, continued under Comey. And now because of this loosey-goosey intelligence culture that allows you to think about and wander off into all sorts of areas, we've had all these problems. The first one that was very clear 
was the Russian collusion investigation. And of course, the, the bad actors there, Comey, Strzok, McCabe, they've been shown the door. Then we had the gymnast case. Two agents were shown the door. Then we had the Governor Whitmer case. At least two agents were shown the door. And, and each, each time these problems come to the fore, uh, the Bureau and, and the current director, Ray, says, well, we got rid of the bad apples, in so many words. Uh, yeah. but, but the problem continues. The problem is the underlying culture. The, John Durham, the special counsel's report, did an excellent job of this. And he said there is a need to continually remind the FBI, he used these words in the report, continually remind the FBI of their need to adhere with fidelity to the Constitution. That's what we need to get back to. John Durham was right. It's not just a few bad apples. Now, most recently, and you started by talking about the Hunter Biden mess, uh, yeah. last December, uh, an ASAC, assistant agent in charge in the Washington field office, was allowed to walk out the door for having slow-walked, deep-sixed, if you will, aspects of the Hunter Biden laptop investigation. And once again, the response from the FBI was, well, that the bad apple is gone. What, they, what needs to be done is they need to look at, and a lot of people there believe this too, they need to look at the underlying culture and change the culture to a focus on the Constitution, just like a law enforcement agency's focus. Mr. Baker, I, I hear you, but I've got to I guess anyone watching this, Christopher Ray's watching this, James Comey's watching it, Robert Mueller, uh, Peter Strzok, Andy McCabe, all those guys, they're saying, oh, Tom, th this is a new FBI because of 9-11. And if we follow your advice, then we'll get attacked again. You may not like the way we operate, but we're keeping America safe. How are they wrong? Well, they're right and they're wrong. It's, it's understandable why this change happened. Every time in history where there's a crisis, it happened in World War II. We had a crisis, Pearl Harbor was attacked, and all of a sudden a lot of bad rules came out, including the internment of Japanese citizens. That was wrong, we realize it now. In the Civil War, we had a great president in Abraham Lincoln, yet he suspended habeas corpus. He was wrong. And some of these things that have put in effect in the FBI and the attitude, the mindset that the, the, has developed since September 11th is wrong. It's all understandable how it happened, but it's wrong. And we have to get back on track. And to get back on track in the FBI, that means making the Constitution primary and, and all decisions made in the light of the Constitution. If that was done, there'd never be uh, any entertainment of surveilling the speech of parents at school board meetings, of surveilling Catholics because they like to say the mass in Latin, of, of canceling American citizens who make postings you don't agree with on Twitter. All yeah. of those things go smack up against our, not just the First Amendment, but all the Bill of Rights guarantees. Yeah, amen. So um, we've got a lot of opinions now about how to fix the FBI. The good news is, Every Republican candidate right now running for president acknowledges there's something broken and they want to fix it, except maybe Chris Christie. Uh, not sure about that guy. Uh, but they've got a lot of different ideas on how to do it. I've heard some people say, you know what? Our country has existed half, half its existence. We didn't have an FBI. Let's, go, let's get rid of it completely and just let local marshals and law enforcement agencies working for each individual U.S. attorney in each district 
work on uh, the, the law enforcement aspects. We don't need a centralized FBI out of D.C. What do you think of that solution? Well, th that has appealed to a lot of people. I, I, I happen not to agree with that. I think it's good that our domestic intelligence service is kept under the umbrella of a law enforcement agency. I said for years, and not just me, I mean, this was with FBI instructors and lecturers and, and, and public spokesmen, people would say, that we're unique in the United States in that our domestic security service is in fact a law enforcement agency, therefore working within the bounds of the Constitution, within the guidelines of the law. Uh, unfortunately, that's been turned on its head, and I fear, and this is the topic of my book, that now we have a domestic intelligence agency with police powers, and that's mm. something we have to hold in check. But I don't think abolishing the FBI is the answer. Reforming the FBI, which has to be done internally, and also some of the laws that have been abused around it, such as some of the applications of FISA, can be addressed and should be addressed by the Congress. Uh, there are some uh, reformers who would suggest that all you really got to do is clean house from all the political appointees, the seventh floor, as they like to say. Get rid of all of them, hire people uh, over again uh, with the, who would work with a different direction and a different approach, and that would instantly change the culture. Is it that simple? No, I don't think it's that simple. I think the culture is more widespread. I mean, for one thing, uh, now we have a whole new class of people that need to be trained in the Constitution, intelligence analysts. Uh, that they were expanded, their role was expanded after September 11th. It's not just the special agents anymore. But the FBI does do a lot of good things. They do a lot of service functions to support state and local police. We need the FBI, but we need it to stay within the guidelines of the Constitution. And we need leaders like Chris Ray to recognize there is a problem with the culture and to correct that problem. There was a tremendous missed opportunity uh, last week when he testified before Congress. He could have come out forthrightly and recognized the problems. Instead, he again, um, <clears throat> there's this theme they use, and actually uh, you used it, and a lot of people in the media use it. <clears throat> they talk, excuse me, they talk about all the good men and women, all the good employees of the FBI, 30-some right. thousand people now. Nobody's, that's not the issue. That's a distraction. That's like the old saying, the old canard, that when people talked about a certain racial or ethnic group, fill in the blank, whatever one you want, they always then prefaced it with the, with the comment, some of my best friends are. Right. And, and right. Ray and everybody else saying there are 38,000 hardworking men and women in the FBI. That's not the issue. That's like saying some of my best friends are. Yeah, that's a great point. So uh, Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, he's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, is also chairing this oversight, or excuse me, this subcommittee on the weaponization of the government. A lot of the focus has been on the FBI. Sure, you're paying attention to that. Uh, do you think he's going in the right direction? And, and you just mentioned this has to come from Congress. So uh, sort of reinforce that. Is the, are they on the right path right now for real reform? Well, he's doing a heck of a job. Uh, I testified in one of the openings of that hearing in February. Uh, he has a very difficult job. It's an imperfect vehicle because he still has a lot of the Democrats on the committee. They'd rather talk about Trump, Trump, Trump than look at the problems of DOJ and FBI. Uh, not all of them. Some of them see some of the problems. They definitely see the, the threat to civil liberties uh, with parts of the Pfizer Act. They definitely see the danger in the monitoring of Americans' free speech on social media. But most of the Democrats are not on board with him. So the 
the, the hearings are very difficult to get a focus on. Uh, then when they had uh, Chris Ray there a week and a half ago, Chris Ray, you know, just went off in all different directions. And yeah. quite frankly, the congressman did as well. I think Jordan stayed on point on the big issues, and that's what needs to be done. But at the end of the day, he's doing the best he can, and, and he's running that committee very well. And there is work for Congress to do that they can do. At the end of the day, the FBI has to clean house, but the Congress can do something. And, and one of the things that were abused terribly is FISA, and they definitely can address that. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.